This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Damasaurus, The Number, Jeff, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Dave, Jonathan, Mandy, Mailman, Sean, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B., but also because it's that special time of the month, it's time for us to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors. And they are Mr. Rage Bomb, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Riley, Dr. Dan Chalice, Max, Shayna, Libby, Tierra, Emilio, Justine, Bishop, Ollie, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Sneaky Snake, Priscilla, Matt, Tiffany, Megan, Amelia, Brandy, Lisa, Courtney, AJ, Gwen, Rickety Cricket, Lisa, Jessica, Kristen, Irene, Rebecca, Awesome Possum Blossom, Laura, Rich Homie Juan, Little Irish Jen, Ashley, Richie, Lauren, Daisy, Elisa, Jennifer, and Michelle E., And all the patrons want you to know that you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror version community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so in our Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out and talk daily. I don't know, man. I thought the snowman was a little scary, but, like, I don't understand it. Like, she just creates ice and snow. I didn't see how it was a horror. Yeah, I didn't think Elsa was, like, that scary. Like, she just creates an ice palace. How do you not understand how moving the relationship between two sisters who have lost a parent is? I think you didn't emotionally invest in this movie or the songs by Adina Menzel. And I'm kind of upset about it. Low key. Maybe I don't like dictatorships. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish these characters were smart enough to know that there are pockets in their jackets. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made. Oh, actually, the listeners made us watch Frozen. Frozen. It won by one vote. It did. It only won by one vote. It barely squeaked out past the what Paige has described as an incest fueled fever dream. <laughs> Crimson, Crimson Peak. Peak. So maybe we'll do that one in the future, but that is a hot take from Paige right there. I've never seen it. I don't know. Ooh, sounds like a Tumblr account. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Here's what I will say. I don't generally like the movie Crimson Peak, but roughly halfway through this movie, I was like, damn, I wish it had been Crimson Peak. Yeah, honestly, when Elsa runs away and makes her own castle, I was like, oh, you shouldn't separate yourself from family. I sobbed, sobbed, <laughs> because... I am an older sibling who moved away to try and make her own life. And I, too, felt the emotional realness of that story. Yeah. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. don't have ice hands. But like, what if I did? (laughs) I mean, so I saw this movie first with my goddaughter. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. years ago. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, it's cool, but it's not scary. Like, I mean, I like the reindeer guy, but I think there should have been a revolution. Like, it's totally like. Napoleonic France, but with instead of Napoleon, there's Iceman. I mean, it's a definitely not France, but also B. I thought Reindeer Guy was like kind of hot. Like for oh, an yeah. animated sh- dude, I was he's shoulders into all day. It. Oh yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. all shoulders all day. Yeah, I don't know his name, but dude could get it right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I find Josh Gad very charming, even as Olaf. Like, and he's being like a stupid like snowman. I love Josh Gad a lot. I do. I do like Olaf as a snowman. It's very, very cute, very fun. Over COVID, he would get on the internet and read books to people as Olaf. What? Like he would live stream. Yeah, he's 
He oh seems like a very nice guy. He was actually in the original Broadway cast of Book of Mormon. He was like the main, yes. I think he's the main character of the Book of Mormon, but he was great in that role. I love him so much. You want to hate somebody like that with like an annoying voice and he's like always mm-hmm. oh, silly or whatever. And then he like keeps doing these like really nice things. I'm like, well, you got me. Too bad. I like it, you weird little snow dude. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was a little weirded out that the listeners picked a uh, Disney movie for the listener request. I thought that was weird, right? I mean, it is a little horrifying to think about a woman who could freeze everyone in her path at any moment and instead uses it to make dresses. But I mean, like... <laughs> if only she had gone to Professor Xavier's special school for the gifted. Oh, oh yes. yes. She'd be Ice Woman. Have we also considered that her mom was cheating and that's why her younger sibling has no powers? Oh, that's definitely why. Her mom was yeah. fucking Iceman. Well, in the sequel, she like you learn that she gets her powers from the North or whatever. Wait, Jon Snow <laughs> dicked her down yes, her mom? From beyond yeah. the wall? That That's kind of what it's like. You know nothing, Elsa Snow. <laughs> uh, maybe we should actually talk about the movie they actually picked, which is the 2010 Frozen. Yes. So I actually also watched this with my step. With my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your goddaughter who was not alive yet at the time. When she was like three years old, she hated it. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Well, I know that was a joke. So have either of you seen this movie before? No. Yes. This was my first time. So Mikey, what was your first time like? And I swear to God, if you say it was with your goddaughter, I'll be very upset with you. Oh, that's so terrible. And I hate that joke. This is not a Crimson Peak episode. So that's the last one of those. I was going to say, how was your first time with Tom Hiddleston on a pile of stuff? Don't ask about it. (laughs) I saw it when it came out. Believe this. Really? I've not seen. Yes. Like in the theaters? No. Okay. I was about to say, because that was almost impossible in the U.S. We'll talk about that in box office. Either on streaming or DVD. So it was mm-hmm. at, at home. Yeah. But it was around 2010. And, um, you know, I've been skiing a few times, so the whole thing seems so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Every, every like, skiing-related fact is bonkers wrong. Okay. That makes me feel better. I've been <laughs> snowboarding a bunch on the, like, northeast coast and up into Chicago. Like, where they're skiing, I've been there, more or less. It does not operate this way. Like, none of it works this way. This movie is almost a comedy. Well, a comedy of errors, yes. Yeah, how, it's like, do not do this if you're ever, do, like, stuck on something. Like, this is this is what not to do. Like, he effectively jumps off four hours after they get stuck. Yeah, well, okay. We'll we'll get to it in in the movie, like because so uh, I do remember when this came out because I remember it was kind of a big buzz that it was like yes that's why I saw it yeah kind of a a bottle episode of a movie if that makes sense yeah because they're stuck on on the ski lift um I I didn't see it at the time but I like contemplated it because it stars Kevin Zegers who I had a huge crush on as a child. Um, is that the boyfriend? Yes. Yes. The one, the first one who dies. I just called him like faux Zac Efron. It's not faux Zac Efron. <laughs> it's, it's Kevin Zegers. He's a, he's a Canadian actor who back in the nineties was in multiple Airbud films. You're welcome. But also was on like a bunch of TV shows on the Disney channel and stuff. And so I was super into it. So it was very funny for me to see him here. That said, I have been snowboarding exactly once, and so, and it was 20 plus years ago, so I don't know. I I know some snow facts, like when the sun came up, I was like, oh, they're going to get sunburned as hell, but like, that's the limit of my snow knowledge. (laughs) I don't know how lifts really work. I don't know almost any of it, so I'm glad to hear that this is all wrong, because I had theories about what they should have done, and I'm like, I don't even know if what I'm 
proposing is possible. <laughs> well, I'll so. tell you this right now. Everything they do in this movie that is related to a ski lift is wrong. Okay. Like absolutely wrong. Like the fact that they bribe the ski lift operator 50 or $100 to go up the ski lift would mean they only get to ski one time. That's what I thought. Because you have to go up multiple times because you immediately yeah. come right back down. And if it's a nice resort, they scan yeah. your ski lift ticket. Well, maybe not that- in 2010. They do that now, though, Mikey. You're right. No, they did in 2010 because... Oh, did they? Okay. They they absolutely did because 20 years ago when I went snowboarding the one time... <laughs> I can't believe how much you loved it, Paige, clearly. Uh, honestly, I, here's the thing. I didn't mind it. It was fun enough. It's just it was back when my grandparents still had a cabin in Northern California, close enough to a ski resort. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And so we, we would go to the cabin and once I was old enough, we then went snowboarding the one time I wouldn't mind going again. It was fun enough yeah, or whatever. It's, it's just, fun. we are not super close to places to do that. Anyway, I remember then when I was like a, a teenager, they like clipped the lift ticket to like my jacket and yep. it had like a barcode. Yep. And so they scanned. And I remember like watching this thinking like, shouldn't they have some sort of scanning system or something? Yeah, they should. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I'm not crazy then. Okay, No, cool. you are not. But this movie is crazy. Although I'll say this about it. Aside from everything in it being factually wrong, I did find it very unsettling. Oh, this is my nightmare. Yeah, that, like, yeah. my uh, nightmare is bones being made out of pool noodles. <laughs> His broken bones did not look great. I mean, it was in the dark. I but I but the idea of this movie because I I will probably rank this slightly higher on the scary scale. Same because of because this is my nightmare. And when he falls off and gets hurt, and they are stuck above him, listening to him die. Oh yeah, that that's when it hit like a five or six on the scale for me, and I was like, oh no. When he says, oh, "Don't no. let her see this," oh. Don't- I almost started crying. I was like, that is so sad. Like, that is, oh. I was too scared to cry. Where oh, I was like, I just wish you would have broke that leg off and threw it for him. <laughs> Honestly, when he fell, broke his leg and was like, I can't move. I was thinking, well, I mean, just like lay down and gravity will take you to safety. Like, what are we talking about right now? His survival instinct. And I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to like attack people who can't do a lot with two broken legs, but he can like sit up and like wave all his hands and like really yell, but he can't like crawl to the snowboard. Right. Okay. Yes, that absolutely. But also, and again, because I don't know about snow, I could be very wrong. I thought, and what I remember is that the snow on a mountain where you're skiing or snowboarding is not like densely packed snow. It's powder snow. Okay. Yes, it can be. So, okay. okay. Yes. Let's yeah. just talk about yeah. this out. So it can be. Yeah. It can be okay. densely packed and kind of be icy. And that would really hurt you if you fell on it. Yeah. And I right. do think on the East Coast, that's a lot more common. Yes. Because it's like okay. they, they fake snow. Yeah. All the places I've gone to ski, especially at the time he jumped, it would be like a sheet of ice. Not really ice but like really hard snow on top let's say you have a blizzard happening at the same time where like seven inches of newly snow comes in exactly right 
It's very soft. No joke. I watched this with Natalie, and when he dies, right, when Dan dies, and it snows, and all you can see is, like, his fingers, like, of his yes. mitt. I was like, now is when you jump, right now, because all that is super soft snow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kept thinking that, because, like, yeah. they're up there, and it starts snowing, and I'm like, oh, perfect. Then they'll be able to, to jump. Yeah, it's like God leaving you a pillow. See, okay, my California ass knew more about snow than this stupid movie. All right. Well, then the guy's like, we got snow coming in. I better jump now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I understand, like, it's probably going to be super cold. I get that. But, like, wait for it to snow for, like, hours, like a few hours, and then jump. Here's the other thing that I couldn't. Well, and I guess because the, the cables are sharp. They're not. That's another thing. They're absolutely well, not. Well, I could see that. I could see that. Like if they're like frayed a little or anything, like it, it's not good for human hands. So I kept waiting for somebody to use a piece of clothing or something, put it yes. over the cable and then slide down. You could use the pole. Well, that might not hold the weight. Because they're hollow. It'd probably bend and break. Yeah. But like one of the jackets or something or a ski or whatever and two, one of the poles further down where then they could climb down and i could not figure out why they didn't do that i was like you do that all the time in tomb raider (laughs) (laughs) have you never ziplined you moron (laughs) okay one more one more and then we can start it why they wouldn't throw stuff down or jump down when the uh tractor when the snow well they did they do just looked away at the perfect time to not see them that my ass would have jumped in they they also only threw one or two things at him and so for him i think which by the way it's kate hotter driving that thing right is it i thought for sure it was it looks like him yeah it is kate hotter is the the snowmobile driver yeah not snowmobile sorry the um whatever that thing is that she escapes from in uh the shining yeah yeah, uh, the snow cat (laughs) yeah the snow cat okay so they're they're throwing things and it looks like it from his vantage point there's trees everywhere it looks like it's just a branch but if a ski fell across you might be like where the fuck did that come from oh i would definitely stop and look up he just doesn't see it like this is not kane hotter's fault i do not blame kane hotter that dude is a cherished treasure in the horror community and can do no wrong he just looked away what if this is just the friday the 13th movie with the lowest kill count (laughs) (laughs) oh man maybe we should just get into this movie though because there's gonna be uh, a little bit to talk about yeah not much uh so (laughs) I mean, not much happens in this movie. It really is, hey, let's go skiing. Hey, we're stuck. Hey, we're dead. Hey, I lived. Yeah. College kids. That is my frustration (laughs) with the movie is there's a certain part in this movie where you realize that there aren't that many options for them given the circumstances. And they're either going to die or do something. And then they spend 30 minutes crying and talking. Right. Which I get. I would have trouble coming to grips with my probably imminent death me too there's just like four sections of conversations like that where you're like i get it though like i know decisions need to be made or they needed to try more things so that i was invested in yeah them narrowing down their options or something anyway or zip up their jackets because you could totally zip them up above your nose and put your goggles down it's like we're dealing with people who have never worn jackets before like and they're just like i don't know how to operate these high-tech bubble that's around me (laughs) when her fucking hand freezes to that ski lift i was like bitch what and then that's the first time she puts her hand in her sleeve i was like i know 
you still have a pocket. Like you literally have a pocket right there. I couldn't have kept my hand out for that long, no. long enough to put it on the ski lift. You wouldn't be able to fall asleep, Paige. Even with gloves on, I would have put my hands in my pockets just for comfort. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just need to jump into it because we're going to talk about everything in 10 seconds. Yes. So we opened on a ski lift with ominous ski lift music uh and then times new roman white on black yeah frozen dun dun and then there's gnar rock and kevin zeggers and Iceman are trying to get onto the ski lift <laughs> for less money which is so dumb like i can't express to you how dumb this is because you're gonna have to bribe him again when you go back up that's what i thought because i was like it's just one way and then when you come back so I, and yeah. i guess the implication is it's that guy and so for right. that guy's whole shift i guess so they're either gonna not let you into the resort area at all or you're gonna have a scan ticket right right so either way it doesn't work yeah it's dumb anyway so at first they're waiting for this lady to change the shift so that they can pay her because they always pay her but it's a dude and so they decide to send parker the girlfriend over to bribe him and at which point i need to set up a soapbox and stand on it okay to talk about the importance of having independent social interactions when you are in a couple she should not have been on this trip. Well, yeah. Oh, this is going to be a hot take from Todd. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, she should not have been on this trip. One of my best friends in the whole world, Chris and I, have been on many ski trips like this. Mm -hmm. And we've never mm -hmm. gone with a significant other. How many lately? Well, that did stop when I moved to San Diego, but that's on me. <laughs> I just thought of it like, so Jake and I met when I was 29. He was 32. We had had like whole ass lives before then. And so we have a ton of friend groups. They don't always intersect. Our friends are not always each other's friends. And we're not always doing something the other wants to be doing. Like if I'm like, hey, all of my roast battle friends and I are going to go shout at each other at a norms at two in the morning. He's like, I don't need to be there for that. So like I couldn't understand why because she clearly does not ski or snowboard well. She doesn't even seem to like it and she doesn't seem to like the snow. And there's a lot of conversations around like this was a guy's trip why is she here? And them trying to make her feel welcome. And I'm like, no, she shouldn't be there. Like, there's no need for her to be there. Now, granted, if she was not there, I think they still could have ended up in the same position and died eaten by wolves. Oh, yeah. I don't think her I don't think her being there causes the ending. I think her not being there could have helped her be safe at home this whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah, her dog definitely would be alive right now. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, like, the longer she was there, because she's not very likable as a character, I was just like, man. It makes it so hard to feel for her because she is so grating, so frustrating. And the whole time you're like, yeah, she doesn't need to be there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. soapbox done. Have separate social interactions as a couple. Have your own friends. It's totally fine. I agree with all of that. I got the impression that she was starting to learn how to ski and wanted to come because she wanted to learn how to ski. This isn't the time to do it, though. I agree. Todd, Natalie was not welcome on this ski trip. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think Natalie would want to go. I want you to look at this movie. You could be dead by wolves if you do this. <laughs> well, and you shouldn't care if you're not involved in someone else's thing that doesn't involve. Be secure enough in yourself to be like, I have my own friends and my own shit to do. You have fun. Yeah. I don't know why that should be a question. No, I agree. If she would have came to our Ghostbusters day, maybe she, we would all died. We don't know that. We could have been eaten by ghost wolves. Stuck in a movie theater and we had to jump out and then die. <laughs> I would climb out of the movie theater, but the film is really sharp. <laughs> 
it's cutting my gloves. <laughs> Why'd you wear gloves to a movie theater? This is all getting cut, right? Yeah. I can't have HR seeing all this. God, if HR <laughs> listens to the podcast, you are already. Oh, fucked. I'd be fucked. Like yeah. <laughs> during Halloween, they're like, we want nominations for best like scary podcast or whatever. And someone nominated. I was like, don't fucking tell them I have a podcast. <laughs> and they put out a company wide email with it on the list. And I was like, damn it. Did they really? <laughs> Yes. What other podcasts were on there? I didn't even look because you I don't just... listen to podcasts. Yeah, we know. We know. They're a dying <laughs> medium, Mikey. I just deleted the email because I was like, I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> a, a bunch of people know about cult podcast at work, but not much else. And I kind of try to like fly below the radar. Yeah. And then one time as a joke during because I have to lead like intro days like to for people to like meet my team where I'm like icebreakers. What's you know, your favorite ice cream or something stupid and when our huge lasagna debate was going on or rather rooster teeth's lasagna debate right, going, right, was right. going on i was like okay if you stack a lasagna is it one or two lasagnas <laughs> thinking that no one would know it or think about it because i'm dumb sure yeah and then like three or four people were like oh shit i love rooster teeth and i was like oh fuck <laughs> like yeah. oh no <laughs> Uh, and I'm just waiting for someone to realize that I was on camera for a bunch of stuff and then be like, hey, this happens during work hours. How'd you make that happen? I was like, I took the day off. Don't yeah. ask about it. It's yeah, fine. Please, mm-hmm. God, don't look into it. Don't. Look. I did take the day off. But anyway. when I first started at the company I work at now and I have worked at for almost four years, uh, almost my I think it was second or third day, uh-huh. a guy in IT came up and was like, oh, shit, you guys were in Blackwater, James. And that's the oh, way he no. talks. Somebody <laughs> visited our building and was like, Mikey, like the Michael, is it? Does he go by Mikey? Like, I love that podcast. And oh, I was like, my I wasn't God. even there. Told co-workers and I was like oh shit uh, People think I'm mean when I'm just Walking around the office because um, I'm constantly yelling at them <laughs> Because I crack a whip And shout expletives No I just have like the male equivalent of Resting bitch face for sure mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm busy don't fuck with me Like I have stuff to yeah. do like I don't want to be Messed with yeah maybe we should talk about Frozen though because Okay, so Elsa goes to the castle and uh, freezes a whole room with her ice hands. Okay, so anyway, they send Parker to go flirt with the guy. She does, and but she ends up paying the whole amount that they gave her to try and flirt with him. Also, I don't think she flirts that much. I don't think she really flirts with him either, but they do sort of insinuate that she should flirt with him. And they even say, like, tell him it's your girlfriends that need rides up the mountain or whatever. Right. And like, she doesn't really flirt with him. She does. She's like, hey, can I bump a smoke? And they talk for a second. And then she just straight up asks him. She's not like, what's a handsome man like you doing on a horny mountain like this? (laughs) Operating a chairlift. You can tell he's like me in a horror movie where he's just like smoking a cigarette. He's like, I don't believe anything you're saying. and I'm not going to trust you. (laughs) They call my lap the chairlift. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Mikey, I could see you saying that, though. No. Any sort of beautiful woman that I don't know comes up to me and starts flirting. I'm like, species. You wanted to. Yeah. You wanted to murder me. I don't want your tongue going through the back of my head, which is the only species reference I know because I've only seen like bits of it. I'm sure you have. What scenes did you see, I bet? Actually, I don't think I've seen any scenes, but it's like pervasive in pop culture. So like I've heard people make that reference. Anywho. So she does bum a smoke. She cuts to the chase. 
it ends up costing her the full hundred. They gave her two fifties. Yeah. Well, and they gave her shit about that. They were like, yeah. her boyfriend was like, where's my change? He's not a great boyfriend. No, he's are, terrible. Are we going to talk about this? Yeah, we can. There's not a single likable person in this movie. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Parker's the most likable, but I didn't like her. I you know, there, There's not a single likable person in this movie. I like the wolves. You mean the land sharks? Because they don't behave like wolves. No. Th- yeah, they do. Wolves hunt in packs and shit like that. Yeah, but they don't. They don't eat three people in one day. No. I mean, that's a lot. That's a heavy breakfast. You'd need me, Moses, to go with. <laughs> oh, they died horrible deaths. So while she's air quotes flirting with that guy, Kevin Zegers and Iceman are just like. Hey, bro, bro talk, bro. And Iceman's like, I haven't seen you around, bro. And he's like, I got a girlfriend, bro. And I'm like, that streak goes two ways. You can set boundaries about where your girlfriend goes within your other friendships, whatever. Football's longer than 10 minutes, bro. Bro. And what we find out is that this was supposed to be like a guy's weekend. Yeah. And now here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that Parker forced her way onto this trip. I don't think so either. I think he just invited her and then tried to make it seem like she had forced her way onto yeah, the trip. I think so too, because Dan's not a good guy. I think Dan, to save face with her and make it like, oh, I'm not going on a trip without you. You should come. Then does the flip side with his friend to be like, she always wants to come and whatever. Where yeah. he tries to save face with both sides. That doesn't sound like anybody I know. It's no, it's kind of like in uh, Midsommar where Christian invites Danny to go to Sweden with them. Yeah. So I thought it was very much like, I mean, we don't see this, but he was like, hey, you should come with us, hoping that she'd say no. Yes. And she said yes. And she said yes. And he's like, fuck, now I got to like sell it to my friend. And instead of like selling it to him, like it's a good thing. He's like, man, my girlfriend sits like a ball and chain. Like she has to follow me everywhere or whatever. It's like terrible. But also. Iceman also needs to set boundaries. He could have gone up and done runs without them. And like, it's very simple to do. Yes. But also, Dan didn't need to invite her at all. It's a boys trip. Yeah. The conversation should have been, my friend and I are going skiing. And if she was like, oh, I want to come, he would have been like, hey, we can go skiing another time. But this is kind of a special time with me and my friend. Hope you understand. And it seems like it literally is just like a day trip up from the school they're going to. So like they aren't going to spend the weekend there. They're not running a cabin. Like it's a pretty cheap way to do this type of thing. You know, because all you're really paying for hopefully is lift tickets or bribing this dude a hundred bucks. Which are expensive. How much would you say lift tickets are? Because again, I have not boarded in 20 years. They're expensive. I mean, I think yeah, the last right? time I won, it was $120 for the whole day, something like that. You can get deals, but like, it depends where you are. But like, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. And they bribed this guy with 100 bucks, So I'm just kind of like. Well, I mean, that would save them money if they actually yeah. got to ride all day, which they wouldn't. But it yeah. would save them about 200 and some dollars, right? As a group. Yes, yeah. Because it's the three of them. But then you could never get separated, which you probably would on a mountain like that. Like, it's... Yeah. The the whole premise is dumb. I don't think the movie's bad. Who doesn't bring their phone? Oh, that drove me fucking nuts, Mikey, because I would never be up in the cold wilderness without my phone. Think of the selfies, guys. Think of the (laughs) selfies. Uh, I, I don't even go to the bathroom without my phone. Like, I would absolutely have my phone. The fact that they lock them in lockers drove me nuts. Yeah, if I'm doing it too, it's definitely coming through. Like, I'm on my phone that whole time. Yeah. And I know this is before iPhones were big, but like, I still brought my phone before iPhones, I just in case something happened or you get separated. Yeah. Yeah, 2010, 
I absolutely would have had my phone on me the whole time. Like 2010, you probably would have had service on that mountain. Like I was going skiing around that time. Like I had service on yeah. all the mountains we were on. Now I, I have Verizon. So like more bars and more places <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like at one point, Iceman, by the way, I'm calling him Iceman because he was Iceman and X-Men around this time. Yeah, that's what that's why that's what I was calling him. I didn't think he was Val Kilmer. So yeah, I figured that's why. But what if he was anyway? Uh, <laughs> 40-year-old Val Kilmer on the on the slopes with them. I'd have loved that shit though honestly nor grind dudes right before he gets eaten by the wolf he can be like you can be my huckleberry <laughs> <laughs> so he does at one point proudly exclaim like no i never ski with a phone and i'm like that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard <laughs> like why would you not ski with a phone because you're dumb like just have a waterproof packet or something you don't even need that like, yeah the jackets are waterproof yeah exactly that's what i thought i'm like i have a snow jacket and would keep my phone just in an inner pocket or whatever oh that phone's gonna be ruined forever Paige. it's gonna be ruined you know you never been in snow before <laughs> it's gonna smell like my armpit but it's gonna save our lives <laughs> like it's fine but we do find out over the course of this movie that they are the dumbest people on the slopes that day. Yeah. yeah. So they do finally get on the ski lift, even though the guy that she bribed is like, girlfriends, huh? Nice. Like, because it's the dudes and not girlfriends. Yeah, it's, his name is Jason. And you'd be surprised at how much acting that guy has done. I would not be surprised. Although I hope, like, the only thing that could have made this movie better is if he was like, girlfriends huh and then just pulled a hockey mask down and pulled a machete out <laughs> don't you be having sex on this mountain yeah and then kate hodder is like that's my line and it'd be great <laughs> all i'm saying is that guy who played jason is still working to this day he's like a bit part guy and it's like a working actor and i could not be more proud of jason that's good for you jason yeah. cool name bro it's my middle name oh uh, uh. anyway uh, so they do finally get on the lift. They get to the top. But they do, like, it does stop halfway up for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. very normal. It is. On a ski lift. It's super but normal. But they're yeah. assholes about it immediately. Yes. Yeah, well, and they, they're kind of foreshadowing where he's, like, looking yes. up at the, the cables and it's, like, creaky. Paige, I think you mean lift shadowing? <laughs> lift mm. shadowing. <laughs> I love when I make my kid just go, oh. <laughs> 20 years ago when i went snowboarding that lift was in better condition than this lift oh yeah <laughs> like this lift is ancient yeah although i've been in a lift like this it's it didn't fine. look that bad no i mean it is fine it was probably built like in the 60s when they were like safety <laughs> who cares but like uh, i've been on lifts that were like this where it's like a chair that mm -hmm. takes you up and i've been on a lift that's like it's more like uh it's like an enclosed thing like with, a gondola yeah, yeah like, like a, a gondola, gondola. Yeah. so like when i when i ran mount rainier uh, for that ragnar i did like it was it was one like that because it was a long lift to the top right we have lifts like this along the beach in some places so growing up uh in the bay area when we would go to santa cruz there's a lift that goes just back and forth across the beach a trolley car a trolley car in the sky in the sky and then they have like <laughs> fake cavemen in some of the carts as they ride past you it's a weird place wait uh, but what? what yes okay i don't know why but there's this ride at the boardwalk called the cave train and it's got all these like and it's clearly built in like the 60s and it's just like Long before the time of man. And before <laughs> the dawn of man. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like neon, like bad animatronic cavemen, like hitting rocks and stuff. And for some reason, up on the gondola that goes up and down across the beach, in some of the cars, they have like 
a re- like a fiberglass or resin like caveman sitting oh there. God. So in theory, you could sit next to one if you wanted to, if you were a single rider. Think of the selfies. I know. Uh, <laughs> but if you're not, you just occasionally see it come past you on the lift. Uh, and that's a little strange. That's very strange. I like that story. Yeah, it'd be really funny if they did it with Yetis on this ski lift. That would be so good. <laughs> anyway, so they get up on the lift. She's smoking, and he just keeps giving her shit for smoking. They're just generally not getting along and not having a good time. And, like, anytime she says anything, he uses it as an excuse to, like, shit on her for smoking. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't smoke, don't love smoking. It definitely can kill you. But at a certain point, either you set some boundaries for like, hey, don't smoke near me in -hmm. order for us to continue being friends. Or you just fucking leave it alone because people are going to choose what they're going to choose. And there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, you just be like, hey, do you mind not smoking around me? I have an allergy. Yeah. Or, hey, do you mind not smoking until we get to the top because I'm sitting like right next to you and it's going to make me sneeze or whatever. But he never even asked her to blow the smoke the other way. Like. Yeah. Which is the least she could do. I mean, yeah. but you're right, Mikey. When they pause on the way up the first time, like they immediately like are yelling and like, they're like, learn to walk, <laughs> stupid motherfucker. And you're like, what? Lord. Yeah. But they are talking about how that happens sometimes and it's not like a big deal. It takes like 30 seconds for them to clear the, mm. the exit off of those ramps or whatever, off of the ski yeah. lifts. And then they, they start. And that's exactly what happens this time. Yep. Uh, they get to the top. They make her put on a helmet, which, hey, you should probably all be wearing helmets. Concussions are a real thing. I've watched that Aaron Hernandez documentary. So, like, <laughs> helmets are good. They are good. In fact, most ski resorts require them. If they see you without one, they will kick you out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Every ski resort I've been to or, ski, uh, like, mountain I've been to has required them. Nice. Yeah. And it's not like they're they're not like thick as fuck like motorcycle helmets. They're like no. like thin little things that like they're, they're not like it's not a problem a at all. A step above a bike helmet basically. Yeah, uh, ba- yeah barely cuz they cut they mm-hmm. maybe come down a little bit more, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh so Iceman spots another girl and he's trying to help her with the bindings on her. It looks like she has a snowboard and he's kind of helping her clip her feet in. And he literally is like in the middle of it and it, some guy shoves him over and it seems like that guy's her boyfriend. We'll find out later he her ex and she apologizes for it but this is shannon yeah so she's kind of like his potential love interest for part of the movie so he walks back to dan and parker and they then go down the run and she falls most of the way down the run <laughs> i do, yeah i do like how he handles that interaction with that guy and the girl because he's like hey man i was just i was just trying to help her right like i'm not trying to do anything or whatever he was like Sort of like really polite and mm-hmm. then walks back over and he goes, man, he's looking to kick his ass. Like he immediately <laughs> becomes like a machismo douche. Oh, my God, you guys, I just realized. Do you remember what Iceman's power was in X-Men? It's the same as Elsa's. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. I put that together God. long ago. Oh. We've come full circle. Let it go. anyway so they fall down the hill uh basically the whole way yeah we cut to them eating and having coffee back at the lodge and there is a missing person poster up yes i did see that which for a hot second i was like is there a snow murderer but no it's just (laughs) wolves i guess (laughs) yeah i mean we don't know if it's wolves or not like it could be anything i think it's very speciesist of you to assume it's wolves yeah. I mean, I respect the mighty wolf. I find them to be beautiful creatures. Uh, but also, wolves got to eat. Wolves got a wolf. Wolves got to eat, and their favorite food is missing person. So, <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do? I do love that Iceman and Dan are eating pizza in this yeah. scene, and that pizza would have cost them 
conservatively $45 at a ski resort. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, this movie must have had a budget. <laughs> My favorite is later when she's like, that pizza was terrible. And I was like, so there was food and you chose not to eat it, but now you're going to complain about being hungry? Okay. <laughs> like, Did she not eat the pizza? No. She didn't eat the pizza. And, and they're going to get another pizza on the way home from a different place. It doesn't seem like the guys are upset about that, though. Like, I would definitely do no, second pizza. No, it seems pizza. like they're on board. Yeah. yeah. I would always do second pizza. Yeah. But, like, but her being like, I'm hungry. And it's like, yeah, there was food. We had food. You chose not to eat it. You're acting like a toddler. Like, just go eat food. Like, get a protein bar or something. Tina, eat your food. Eat your cliff bar, Parker. So she goes to get coffee and they're talking at the table without her. And Iceman is like, can we not ski the easy hills all day? Which again, and maybe it's because they bribed that guy and didn't have lift tickets that they had to basically all be together all day. But like... He could have gone off and kind of done his own thing. Yeah. yeah. He could have fucked off and done the other slopes. He could have done that double black diamond if he wanted to. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, but so he's like, can we do one more run and have it not be an easy one? I just want to do like one more. Which if you're going to bring Parker on that difficult run, like you're saying, hey, why don't we all go up the mountain and kill your girlfriend? Well, and also she offers to stay. She's like, I think I'm just going to stay. She and should. then they like talk her into going. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you should have just stay like why didn't you just let her stay she didn't want to go and then okay maybe i'm crazy is night skiing a thing yeah it can it be but there's way more lights than that on the yeah. slope oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah okay because yeah. right on this slope it's really just the lights are along these ski lift the right run. and usually it's only in artificial snow places because they can control where the snow is and where yeah. the lights are yeah mm. and so like the, all the places i've been have done night skiing because they've all had the option of artificial snow and they'll like mm-hmm. let you know on their website if like they have real snow or artificial snow like it's a big deal for people like you know if it's not real powder i'm not gonna go but like in the places they do they do have night skiing typically but okay it tends to be faster because the snow is like melted on top and it's mm-hmm. like it's hard like we talked about earlier okay uh-huh. but that's what i'm saying like if she was like hey i don't feel comfortable going down a difficult slope like she would get hurt yeah going down what they're gonna be going down well and I, I don't know this is just me a person who doesn't winter sport often night skiing sounds like a fucking death wish like it's dark it's snow it's forest and you could in the daytime it's dangerous yeah and now we're doing it at night yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like well they usually only do it on like the greens and like they only do it on like oh, the, okay. the safe ones yeah because you're right Paige. many people got together and were like no this is a dumb idea how can we make it where people don't sue us all the time right they also checked every lift chair when the park closes yeah so they make sure no one gets stranded on the lift what they do and they actually show it in this movie and that's what pissed they me do. off is they put a cone on one of the chairs they wait till that cone gets all the way to the top and then they send that cone back down that's how they tell if there are people still on them so like the the person at the bottom puts the cone on then no one's allowed to go it goes to the top and then it like when that person gets it they check off that no one's come off and then they go back down what i kind of interpreted as happening in in this movie is that like the guy who lets them out well let's let's get to it sure, in a second sure, sure. cuz yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. two that's, scenes from yeah, now yeah yeah we're close to it they talk her into going And she at first is going to like stay and check her phone and he won't give her the keys to the locker, which will be important later. But that's bonkers. Like if your girlfriend's like, hey, I'm just going to stay. Give me the key to the locker. I'm not going to be like, no, 
You have to go on this really difficult it's run. so stupid. Snowboarding novice. Like, yeah. he's an idiot. I hate Dan so much. Yeah. I mean, but you should see him in Airbud. He's really great in Airbud. <laughs> I honestly have never seen an Airbud movie. Oh, the first one's cute. I saw it with my grandpa in the theaters. It is, it's not bad. For a kid's movie, it holds up. Okay. I would say. There's right. no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm sure that's a line of dialogue in the movie. And it, that is a line of dialogue. Oh in the my movie. god! But they made like 15 of those. Like we could start a whole nother Airbud podcast. I'm not gonna. Can I but... get you cunts an Airbud? <laughs> a golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so they convince her to go. They go out to the lift, and it's closed early because they're gonna have bad weather that night. Yes. You guys know how snowfall ruins skiing, right? <laughs> uh, they on on their way out there they run into shannon the girl from before yes and they don't have he doesn't keep his phone on him when skiing again dumb to put his number in or to put her number in so he has to memorize it so throughout the movie we're continually hearing they're like eight three zero seven eight six zero yeah that is her number that's her number and we also find out that uh the guy who pushed him over is her ex and they're kind of having this like meet cute whatever so the lift is closed they're trying to bribe that same guy and they're like, well, what if we just come through super fast? And he's like, OK, and lets them on the lift. Now, yeah. what I thought had happened because he had the closed lift sign and then puts them on is that he had already sent the cone. Yeah, he had. And then let them on. So which is crazy dangerous because yeah. as the cone goes like so it's his fuck up. Yeah, he should not have let let them on. They would yeah. have never made it to the top. Well, OK. He shouldn't have let them on to begin with. Like, right. they did not have ski tickets. But, like, yeah, no, absolutely. Right. This whole thing is his fault. Right. You fucked up, Jason. And now two <laughs> people are dead. And now two people are dead. And so I think he was thinking he'd be there long enough to make sure they at least got to the top. Yes. They also have radios between the two towers. Well, they do radio between. Yeah, he should have been like two more, three more people are coming up. Yes. I think he didn't want to tell people they were coming up because he wasn't supposed to have sent them up. Um, But. He gets interrupted by another guy who's like, hey, you got to check in at the office. He's like, I'm the best man next week. I have to be off. Like, what the fuck? So they like he runs over to the office. But as he's leaving, he tells the guy, he's like, hey, there's three more on the way down. Wait for them. And implying wait for them to come down the slope. So they are talking on the lift. And this is where she's like, oh, I'm hungry. And they're like, why didn't you eat the pizza? And she's like, it's bad pizza. And I'm like, so fucking what? Like, that was the option. Uh, like, even bad pizza is good pizza. I, mean, yeah. let's, it, yeah. I know, right? And they agree that they're going to go to a different restaurant, a Papa Gino's on the way down from sure. the mountain. Which also, if I had just had pizza for dinner, I would take a second pizza. Absolutely. If you're wondering why we're having these detailed conversations in this movie, it's because this is the movie. Yeah, not much happens in this movie. Uh, so they see a group of three skiers coming down the mountain underneath them and they hit a jump and they're like, oh, we're totally going to do that this time. But essentially what happens is those three get down to the bottom. The guy running the lift assumes those are the three that yeah. the other guy was talking about. It's not his fault, honestly. Like the guy who left no. Jason, who left originally, should have radioed to the top and said there are three more on the chair. It doesn't matter how right. many are on the mountain. Yeah. So he stops the lift and they think that it's just like maybe a mechanical issue or whatever. Yeah, like the issues they were having before when the first time they went up. Right. And they're talking about the worst way to die. And they talk about Jaws because this movie clearly is obsessed with Jaws. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Snow Jaws. 
<laughs> it is. I mean, you're not wrong. It very much is snow jaws, except instead of a big shark, they have wolves. They have wolves. I do think her, like, they shit on her for it, but I think her description of, like, the worst way to die for me was, like, yeah, that does sound like the worst way to die. What was her worst way? So, remember, this is 2010, so this is nine years after 9-11. Yeah. And her worst way was being in the buildings, burning alive to the point that that jumping was preferable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they're talking, and... As they're talking, you see in the back behind them that the lights go out, like section by section. Yeah. And now they're in total darkness. And they start to realize that they forgot we're up here. No one knows we're up here. There's no one still there. What if everyone went home? It's the end of the weekend, which means they're not going to be back until Friday. And so at this point, they're like, well, maybe it's a power outage. Uh, Nobody went home. And at this point in the movie, I was like, no, it's clearly that everyone went home. Yeah. You literally bribed a guy to let you go because they were shutting down. Like you had to beg him to get you on. Like they definitely shut down. Yeah. Well, and if you had a phone, you could call the resort. Yeah. (laughs) But Paige, cell phones were a new technology back in 2010. No, they were not. I know. They were it's not. so ridiculous they didn't bring their phone. I don't know how to say it. Like, it's so dumb. Well, and she starts freaking out immediately yeah. in a way that is not helpful. Sure, but I do understand it. I would probably freak out a little bit, too. I, I understand the freak out. I just, and and it's, I think it's just the way that I react in situations like this where I'm like, first, I have to think of a plan. Yes. Because I have to do everything in my power to try and fix it or get out of it that's how i handle problems too we can freak out after (laughs) like like once we've exhausted all options then i can start screaming um but anyway the amount of time they spend in denial about their situation blew my mind yeah well it's generally not that long because the whole movie takes place in 16 hours maybe no it's two Two days. days they're there two days two days yeah she gets out on tuesday morning yeah but they spend up there that night conservatively like two hours being like oh yeah maybe it's just a power outage and i'm just like what is your damage like and if it was a power outage they would send kane hotter on that snowcat to come yes. like get you right 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 and so we do see iceman pees off the side um and she says that she's gonna hold it and this movie suggests that she holds it for nine hours and i'm just like no i don't know if you've ever had to pee as a lady and i've held pee a long time but like this movie it's a crazy amount of time it is i don't know if the director of this movie was just really affected by the movie the secretary but like it felt like that to me well okay but here's the thing the secretary in in situations like that that's something where you have maybe trained your way up to holding it for longer periods of time absolutely and and i do believe she probably could have held it longer than normal because she's in a weird situation yeah but a she's scared B, it's cold. And C, she's sitting and has been sitting there for hours. She would have pissed her pants long before she does. Yeah. The thing about that, though, it's warm for like 30 seconds. And then, and then you're it freezes you to, to the chair. chair. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, as they're kind of debating what to do, Kane Hodder drives underneath them in the snowcat. They throw a couple things down, but he doesn't see them. And then he gets a radio from the resort to turn around and come back. And so he drives away. Yeah. So they're still kind of in denial about what's happening. But Iceman is just kind of talking to keep everyone kind of interested in what's going on. Now, here's the crazy part. Dan said earlier 
that he could jump from the chairlift. He's done it before. So he's like, somebody needs to jump. Now, Iceman's idea of climbing the cables to get to the pole or whatever is a better idea and it's successful later. If they had just done that, they probably all would have survived. Yeah, they would have. And also, like, how high they are off of the ground yeah. is untenable to, like, yes. even consider that as an option. Yeah, to jump. Now, the other thing, too, once we find out that the, the chairlift is kind of rickety and could fall, like, my thinking was, and it's exactly what happens in the movie, is you want that chairlift to fall so that you can jump off of it closer to the ground. Yeah. But you couldn't control that speed. Yeah, I don't know how the physics of that work. I mean, it works out in her favor because it, it like, snags on like a safety thing which i didn't know i don't know if that's real or not because i've never been stuck on a ski lift but it's a cable yeah and so like the weight of it pulls the cable down but that cable can only stretch so far so while that cable is stretched for the weight of that cart she's then closer to the ground and she still hesitates jumping off it then but that's when you should jump off of it is because you're like you're way closer to the ground and the other thing that i couldn't figure out why they didn't do they have jackets they have clothes why did they not create some sort of like you know like rope rope yep to climb down yeah i mean when he jumps off of it he doesn't even like hang from underneath it to get like as close as possible to let go that too where it was like that could buy you an extra six feet or whatever you know and when you're talking 40 feet or 34 feet like i bet that probably would make a difference i don't know how long it takes to get to terminal velocity but i think it's over 100 feet i may be so wrong about that so don't quote me on it but six feet could save your legs it could save your legs, but also if you're 30 or 40 feet in the air, which again, we don't know how, how high they are, but that is kind of what it looks like. That was my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. It's like three or four stories. Right. So it's not going to be an impossible, like it's it's not going to be a great fall, no matter what. That's going to hurt you. Yes. Why he stuck his legs out to land on his legs, <laughs> I will never know. He straight legs like, it. He straight legs it. You're not jumping off of a cliff into water. Like, that's what you would do into water. Like, you need to, like, absorb the impact, brother. Come on. Well, and and that's why I was like, why didn't you, like, cannonball and do it on the side? Did you not watch, like, Mythbusters on how to survive jumping off a building into a dumpster? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, did you watch none of the hardcore parkour videos that were popular around this time? He didn't even bend his knees. He, like, Mikey, he straight legs it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're talking about. So, she's freaking out. doesn't want to die up there he's like you're not gonna die up there i'm i'm gonna jump and he basically kind of like shimmies his way down but only just like he puts his butt on the edge of the seat like he's at a monster truck rally like he doesn't do anything that would be considered smart at this moment right right yeah and he's like i can do this and they're like don't do this and he's like you're gonna be okay everyone's like no don't do this he's like no i can do this it's been two hours (laughs) and then he turns to his friend iceman he goes hey man Remember when I said I did this? I've never done this. I'm so scared. And Iceman's like, then don't do it. And he's like, I'm going to do it. It seems like they're in two different scenes. Like they're in two different movies yeah. at this moment. Because everyone there is like, don't do it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. He drops his board down and then he jumps and immediately breaks both his legs. But oh. then also gets a serious concussion. Yeah. Because he lands feet first and just crumples. Yeah, he straight legs it. So his, his like feet go through his kneecaps or whatever bones at the bottom of your leg i have no idea break his shoulder like cover your head break his shoulder yes 
yeah that that's what i was thinking is go go to the side at worst you break at all the bones in one arm but you can walk without an arm you know you should probably land like a, a parachuter does i'd imagine right where you're like sort of floppy you always bend your knees yeah 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 i mean you will whiplash hard into that snow but again if you break a shoulder you can still get off the mountain and get help you moron yeah so he sits up and he has compound fractures the bones are sticking out of his legs as mikey demonstrated earlier they might be made of pool noodles that is kind of what they look like and he's just immediately down for the count like now they have a bigger problem because now they have to get down and try to get him to a hospital or he's gonna die like in short order yeah because he is and he's like i'm bleeding to death and it's like yeah like (laughs) you got bones sticking out your legs like of course you're bleeding to death both of your legs are bleeding yeah you're gonna die so they try to toss down pieces of their clothes so he can make tourniquets but in order to reach them he has to like bend and move and it's just brutal watching him do it it's not brutal because he look he looks exactly <laughs> like what he is which is they dug the snow down where he's waist deep yep. yes like, and he Whoa! can't reach far enough yeah he looks like a wacky inflatable thing at a car dealership yeah but for me it's the sounds that go with it oh yeah it's making the... like crunching noises oh yeah yeah you hear his bones in different places breaking yeah it's rough i hated it oh and so now as they're sitting up there they hear a growl and she's like was that you and then they hear a howl and they're like no was that you? Are you a secret werewolf? Was that you or was that Air Bud? <laughs> I did think it was funny that Iceman was like, no, that wasn't me because I ate the pizza, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that says that a dog can't ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no rule. Yeah. Well, and they're trying to calm him down and they're like, uh, no, when was the last time you heard of somebody attacking a wolf? And I'm like, wolves don't snitch, motherfucker. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the last wolf attack was in 2010 when this movie Ooh. came out. I'm not even joking. The one before that was 2005. Before that, it was 96 and then 89. And then it jumps back to the 30s. It's super rare, but does happen from time to time. Yeah, but like that's only the ones they found out about. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because wolves don't snitch. Uh, but also people go missing and might be eaten by wolves. And, you know, if you don't find them, then you don't know. I actually did some research on this because I was interested to know how many people actually died from wolf attacks. And the number of people mm-hmm. that die from wolf attacks are low. But yeah. serial killers are a problem. And serial mm-hmm. killers dump bodies in woods all the time. And then wolves will eat those bodies. Yes. Yeah. It's very unlikely that you'll be attacked by a wolf. But They're aiding and abetting. Yeah. They are aiding and abetting. Yes, Mikey. Yeah. Yes. I figured it was they could tell that he is hurt a hurt animal and d- and can't fight back and that's yes. why they eat him i don't know why they eat his friend yeah in the article that i read and this is it was like from like a wolf studies institute or some shit like i can't quote it but it's also not that important the stephanie meyer institute for wolves who read good right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they imprinted on him when he came down <laughs> right 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 they did say wolves will attack small children or injured people right mm-hmm. and so that first one does make sense to me on some level but they say if you have a weapon and fight it off like Iceman does later on because he stabs one yeah they will leave you alone because if the alpha tries to attack you and then it runs away you're not going to get some beta wolf uh, like coming up and attacking you either let's say after you fight off one you decide to sit on a snow snowboard and slide down a mountain like an idiot uh, with wolves chasing you that maybe you could die because you could have just walked with the weapon out and been a lot very intimidating to them I mean he should have gone out like Liam Neeson in the gray yeah where the with the tiny alcohol bottle 
bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead, he went out like, woo. I know. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay, but what if your papa gives you and all of your siblings dire wolves, but then <gasps> he gets executed in like episode one? What do you do then? <laughs> Then you ruin season six and seven. It's eight and nine. It's eight. And, it's fine. I don't want to get in a bad mood today. <laughs> I don't want to talk to many on Facebook about how the end of Game of Thrones was good. It wasn't. And I'm not going to have that discussion with you. You know how I know it wasn't good? J.R.R. Martin is concerned about the book sales for the next two books for Game of Thrones because it is universally hated. I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is only going to make me angry. This is only going to go to an unhealthy place. I am worried about a future problem like this for Outlander where they've gotten to the point where the show is almost at where the books are and she's like i'm not ready to stop writing these books and you're just like wrap it up anyway so (laughs) so he sits up and he is face to face with a wolf uh he screams and tries to fight back and it looks like it's gonna go away yeah i mean it does go away initially yeah initially mm -hmm. but he just goes away to get his wolf buddies yeah yeah yeah. he's like i found us a new buffet let's go (laughs) wolves night out you guys like dan meat you like Dan meat? His legs are damaged, <laughs> but the rest of him's fine. Anyway, up in, up in the chairlift, this is where they start to notice a patch of like frostbite on her face. Yeah, on her cheek. Yep. And so Iceman is going to try and climb along the cable to the next pole so that he can get down the ladder. Yeah. And it's cutting through his gloves and he's kind of slipping. So they have to like knock ice off. But as he's climbing, he hears the wolves below. And so he climbs back to the car. Yeah, he doesn't try and hurry to get to the ladder to climb down to help his friend. He comes yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, don't look down. And this is the part that really got me. It got me too, Paige. Because he's like, don't let her look. Yeah. And he holds her head so she can't look down. And she's screaming that she wants to. And I'm like, girl, you don't. No, you don't want to see that. It's just like when I eat wings. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him eat wings. It's not as bad as he says it is. It's not as bad as he says it is, but it is exactly as bad as a wolf ripping a person to shreds. Um, (laughs) I think that's part of what makes this so much scarier for me is you don't see it. Yeah, that's fair. It's sort of like in Jaws. You don't really see most of the attacks until end of the movie, right? Yeah, and and to be honest, I, I have some issues with the pacing and story and whatever of this movie. This is something I think they did really well is it's all done with sound. And because I'm sure they did not have a huge budget, this is a great way to it's as effective as if we had seen it. Yeah, I think so, too. It is brutal. And it's like heartbreaking because of the whole don't let her see it. And then she's like freaking out and like, it's rough, man. And you're hearing him scream. Yeah. And then you hear just like gurgling blood. Now, if you watch this for free on YouTube, as I did with ads there was a commercial in the middle of this scene oh my god i I paid for it so i saw it straight through and it was effective oh i saw it on amazon prime and it was like the, the ad for the next 300 seconds will be bad i was like 300 seconds that's a lot of minutes <laughs> that's, that's six a lot minutes. of minutes i don't know if that's six minutes i just said a number i have no idea yeah i can't math i just said why anyway, it's five minutes so i was close you were pretty close but yeah so you hear him like gurgling blood and screaming and like oh man it this is a rough rough scene but i think it's done really well this scene alone is why this is going to be high on the scary scale for me the rest of the movie not so much 
But this scene, oof, magoof. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. I will say there are a few scenes later on that still get me a little bit, but like mm-hmm. this is by far the scariest moment of the movie. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah. Which is weird for it to be in the middle of the movie, I think. And that's why I think the pacing's a little strange. Yeah, the pacing's a little strange because I think what I would have wanted to see, because I think it's placed perfectly, yeah. but not much happens after. Right, because then we go back to like calm. Yeah. Now, wh- what I almost would have wanted would have been, uh, and, and I don't know how you could necessarily do this, but it, it's almost like you needed the cart to start to break or something after because instead what we get is two days of them freezing to death yeah after this which really like because you're so heightened after that attack you're just like holy shit it's real now what the fuck do they do and then they basically sit there for two days yeah so i yeah i needed other stakes as we went because now the stakes are they're gonna die but Paige, why not do it where he immediately tries to do what he does literally in a day and try and yeah. shimmy across to get down and yes. then that shaking shakes her loose and she starts right. to fall like so just compound it all into one night i'm here for that yes yeah i i was here for it too and i think if you had done that this movie would only be 60 minutes oh, like an long hour. yeah absolutely yeah it'd be like an hour long and that's where it's a, a bit of a problem because then it's not feature length but i also feel like there could have been other things that they tried yeah um or we could have spent more time with them on the ground once they get out of the lift, worried about the wolves. And then it becomes the gray. Yeah, right? and then it becomes the gray. Anyway, he is dead. Oh, yeah. And they basically spend the the rest of that night in the lift. They, they start out being like, why didn't you stop him? Why didn't you stop him? Why couldn't we help him? Why are you even on this trip? And then they kind of end up like hugging and crying because like their friend's dead. What can they even do at this point? And they then fall asleep. And we fade out. Yeah. Because I'd be able to sleep after my best friend just died by violent breaking of legs and wolf attack. Oh, my God. But you're cold. And sleepy. I mean, it's been a long day, guys. They don't even snuggle. They don't even, like, hold each other for warmth. Which would have helped them both be less cold later, but, like... I mean, yeah. I get it. But, I mean, her boyfriend's just died. She's not in an emotional place for a new relationship, so I sort of get it. Oh, my. Well, she's in an emotional place to put her hand in a fucking pocket. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's not. She's in an emotional place to, like, let her hand freeze to a legit metal pole like an idiot. Oh, my God. Yeah, because we fade out. We fade back in. It's the next morning, and it's her hand without a glove, which, by the way, at that point, her hand has been exposed to the elements for hours she would lose the whole hand yeah she's losing that hand yep. like she is losing that hand and it is frozen to the lift and when her when she pulls it off because she pulls it off immediately yeah that grossed me out so much i was so unsettled by that i hated it it was it was real gross and it peels a lot of her skin off yeah. with it yeah. as it would which wakes up Iceman, and he does not comment on it and then she like hides it she like yeah, she puts it in a warm place where she should have put it before her hand <laughs> yeah mikey really hates parker <laughs> no, I mean, he's just as bad because he's sitting over there with his face frozen. I'm like, your jacket goes up to your nose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dislike all of them. Yeah, they're all very dumb people. <sighs> yeah. So basically for the next 20 to 30 minutes, they are now at least with the sun up. So they're a little warmer, but they're going to get sunburned from being above the snow. Yes. Not to mention it snowed all night and it covers the body. So there's at least, there's conservatively like two to three feet of snow. At least. Now's the time to jump. Now is the time to jump. Absolutely, Mikey. But instead they decide to wait a couple hours to see if anyone's coming, which I I think is not a bad idea because it's during the day. But they wait way too 
too long. Yeah. This is where she pees her pants. Yeah. She goes full Maggie Gyllenhaal here. And and sobs. But on, oh my God, that would hurt so bad to hold it for that long. Yeah. Like, huh. Just pee. Go pee on your dead boyfriend's body. Yeah. Do you think that would have <laughs> saved him? Like, are wolves afraid of pee? Yeah. I don't think the wolves would have attacked him. Uh. Not our pee, okay. but other animals pee. Our pee is not potent enough, I don't think, okay. like smell-wise. Yes, but if she would have ate the asparagus. The fucking the asparagus-ass pizza. pizza. Sausage, they would have thought it was boars. Oh, man. <laughs> How much sausage does it take for it to smell like boar pee? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. So <laughs> they wait too long because it's almost sunset by the time that he is climbing again. So like... They have this whole long conversation about this girl that he dated and then like another guy looked at her in the cafeteria and they broke up. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's probably was high school, early college. Like I could see people breaking up like this, but like that is really just like we need to communicate better, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not good communicators. Well, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Clearly. Like it sort of made like I was I was a terrible communicator until like recently. So like I understand like in college, like definitely I could see this breakup actually happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, Have you ever been in love? And he's like, One time I dated a girl and we went to lunch together and she broke up with me. And I was like, This story sucks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I've got much better breakup stories than that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. He finishes that story and then he's like, he didn't die for us to give up and die to. And I'm like, wait, that's the story? That's a weird button on a cafeteria breakup story, buddy. Yeah, like that. that's what's going to motivate you to like try and live like that's so weird although i have had weird conversations on ski lifts i'll be honest with you yeah that's where i came up with eggsbraham lincoln what is eggsbraham lincoln this is a 100 true story the first time i ever went snowboarding on the ski lift i came up with the idea for eggsbraham lincoln which is as you guessed a presidential themed breakfast on a abraham lincoln right and it is a pancake okay a log cabin made out of sausage links. Okay. And eggs inside the log cabin. Okay. Eggs, Braham Lincoln. So I came up with this, and now every time my family gets together, we make a new presidential themed breakfast. So, like, I love this so much. Yeah, so oh we, my God, yeah. what? Eggs, Braham Lincoln was the impetus of it. That's what started it. And then we've right? done the Barack Obama, which is a Chicago themed <laughs> omelet. Yeah. We've yeah. done, yes. We've done so many. Like, we are, no joke, in four or five years when we've gotten through all of them, we're going to release a cookbook. Oh my That's God, cool. I love this. Don't I love this so much. Steal my idea. Trademark. I won't. <laughs> I this won't. Is, this is my family's thing. But yeah, we. I think we probably have 25 or so done that we've actually made. Wait, you actually made an Eggsbraham Lincoln? Oh, we made the Eggsbraham Lincoln. We made the Jeffersonian waffle. We made so many. Th and they're all like themed around the president. Oh, I, I love it. I can't believe you guys haven't heard this. <laughs> this is like a big thing in my family. I came up with the original idea for the Eggsbraham Lincoln, but it very much is my entire family. Like, like just yes anding each other into insane breakfasts. Every time we get together. I love this so much. Yeah. The Jeffersonian waffle was my favorite. It is scrambled egg mix, right? Put uh -huh. in a waffle maker. Right. And then you have a waf waffle on either side of it. So it's like an egg waffle and then a waffle okay. on either side of it. You eat it like a sandwich. It is delicious. I love all of this. I support this cookbook 100%. Uh, this is a brilliant idea. Uh, I'm starting a GoFundMe for the presidential cookbook. <laughs> yeah, kick, Kickstarter that shit. Holy shit! I will buy one. I like. I, I love this so much. Yeah, it's honestly, it's going to be the thing that makes me quit my day job. It's we're going to make so much money <laughs> off the presidential yes. cookbook See, that I'm going to quit my day job. 
I can't believe I haven't brought this up before. Yeah. I can't I can't either because it's fucking genius and yeah. I will invest. Um so <laughs> I feel like I'm on Shark Tank right now. You are. For starters, the pun top notch. Thank you. All of them are punny. Yes, absolutely. And and the fact that there were multiple puns, again, top notch. But then the fact that you have actually made them. Paige, I, I might have pictures. I, yeah, I want to see pictures. Give me fucking pictures, dude. I, like, fuck this movie. I, <laughs> I am all in on this breakfast idea. I'm also hungry. I have not had breakfast yet either. I am super hungry too, so... That may be uh, clouding our judgment, maybe. No, no, it's still a great idea. My uh, brother-in-law, Dan, has a bunch of pictures. He is usually the one who cooks all of the stuff because okay. dude's amazing in the kitchen, can do anything. Just in general, he can do anything. But um, if I can't find any right now to show you, I'll I'll find some and then post them to the group because Please do. it is truly a thing. I love this. I know my sister has a like Excel spreadsheet where she, we, we keep track of all the, the names and the ones we've actually made and the ones that we're going to make, that kind of stuff. I'm obsessed with this. Okay, we have to finish the movie or yes. else I will talk about this all day long. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any photos, but I'll get some because I know my, my brother-in-law has them. Oh my God. Anyway, okay. So he decides he's going to climb out. He climbs... Uh, but as he does, it kind of tips her chair lift off and there's a bolt that's loose. So yes. her lift is not solid. Yeah, she's like at a 45 degree angle, too. It's like it's not level anymore either. Right. Yeah. So he climbs across the cable. It cuts the shit out of his hands. Which it wouldn't do like that. It would not do that. I don't know if there's ice up there. So I don't I'll, I'll give this one to it. No, don't please. Because they say it's razor sharp and it really is just like a bunch of wire wrapped together that it would not be sharp. Here's what I won't give to them. This Ninja Warrior style feet is impossible. Oh, especially you haven't eaten for over yeah, a day. You, yeah. You've been explo- exposed to the elements. You're weak. The zip line idea is such a better idea. You know, like, I mean, it's a better idea, but like, I don't think it would work well. But I mean. There's just no way he did this. I mean, he does very much American Ninja War. Like, you and I couldn't do this. There are people who could do this, right? I couldn't do this two feet off the ground. <laughs> Man, if this is a slack line, I couldn't do it. You know, like... I- yeah, on, on like a good day, on my best day. Yeah, I absolutely could not do this. Um, if I ever get stuck in this situation, hope not to. Uh, never going to the snow again. This movie's terrifying. But if I ever end up in this situation, I better hope that Blaine is also there. Because <laughs> I honestly think that's my... Or my husband. My husband might be able to do this. Those are the only two people that I would like. Maybe they could do this. Mikey, if you and I ever go skiing with your girlfriend, can you make sure that your girlfriend is Jesse Graff? Oh, is she <laughs> that, that one girl that did it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's the one who, who beat the American Ninja Warrior first. Yeah, let me just try to get on that. I mean, she's super cute, Mikey. I bet you... Uh... Isn't she dating another American Ninja Warrior? Yeah, probably. I, mean... I would. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's dating like another American because they have like a team or something. Yeah, look at those arms. I can't do that. But do you think she wants to be dating a meathead who can only climb things? Or do you think she wants to be dating a super I'm, soft I'm sure he is Mikey? a well-rounded person. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's not rounded at all. And that's part and of... And that's why she's attracted to him. That, that's how yeah. it works. That's how you get your arms into that triangle of a shape. As a rounded person, I feel attacked right now. Oh, hey, well. we're all rounded people. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, 
he does make it to the next car and then makes it to the pole and then down the ladder but his hands are fucked he does get her to throw his extra ski pole as far down the hill as she can which is literally directly under her i don't want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so he makes it down he gets the ski pole but he gets immediately attacked and is trying to like fight them off and at this point i realized that there was only 15 minutes left in the movie and i was like that seems like not enough time right? to do things. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets the pole, but gets attacked. He does stab that one wolf and they kind of stay back. But then he grabs the snowboard and starts to make his way down the hill. Yeah. And they're like, look at this idiot. Let's just go get him again. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they follow he him. He used it like a shield, like a, yes, like, you know, like, he should have gone like Roman centurion on it. Cause he has a pole that he can stab with. Yeah. And then he has a shield that he can block with. Mikey, you're absolutely right. Cause if he had even just, scared them he wouldn't have had yeah. to kill them just stand right. and scare them with the pole they would have left him alone he would have been fine and okay she i mean she would have to turn around in the chairlift she could have watched him down the hill to find out if he made it or not i mean yeah <laughs> the camera angle that we see is like the ground level but yeah. like She's 40 feet in the air. She could have right. seen all yeah. the way down the mountain. All right? the way down the mountain. <laughs> I thought that was funny too because for us, you see him more or less go wee down the mountain, but she would have yeah. been able to just clock him the entire way. She would have seen if he did not make it to the bottom within like an hour, she would have seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She would have seen the whole wolf attack. Like she would have known immediately that like they're going to be busy eating my friend. I got to get off this and go. Yeah. But instead, she sits there. The sun sets again. She spends another night alone out on the lift and somehow doesn't freeze her face to that pole because she ends up sleeping against it. And I don't know why they, they didn't. But I couldn't believe it when I saw it because this woman has the ability to sleep against cold things and that drove me insane like i would not be able to fall asleep with my face touching something that's below freezing like when natalie puts her feet on me and i'm asleep i wake up yeah because they're yeah cold yeah uh we fade out to black we fade back in it's the next day she wakes up she looks around no sign of the other guy and she's just like where is he and i'm like he's clearly dead yeah or else someone would have been back already like it does not take that much that long to get down the hill and then there's a highway right by the resort that people are actively driving down as we'll find out later and they had a car there so like if he made it down the hill there would have been help up to her within a matter of hours which brings me back to my main flaw what is it these are three people with full lives and everyone knew they were going skiing. No, no, no one they, knew. They, they didn't. They, no one knew. They actually talk about that. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, nobody knew. Which means none of them were on Instagram. Oh. Well, this is, I mean, this is very early Instagram. I know. I'm just saying. But like they're college students. They definitely would have been oh, bragging yeah, about this, this ski trip for sure. Why wouldn't they tell anybody? I don't know. But she says that she didn't tell anybody. He is right about her dog barking that that would alert people within like a day or so but they still wouldn't know where she is because she didn't tell anybody but did he but did the guys tell people we don't know i'm not sure if they even mentioned that mikey the likelihood is that someone knew they went skiing yeah absolutely right or there's 50 unanswered text messages and somebody's gonna be like what the fuck yeah and then they're like oh they went skiing they go up there the car's at the ski resort and the resort is closed Start searching the forest. Now, okay, controversial opinion. There's a parking lot at the ski resort, right? Yeah. Do you think the employees are like, whose car is that? Yeah. (laughs) First night. Yeah. First night. I didn't even think about that, but yes. 
Like the office staff or whatever. Like, hey, that car was here yeah. last night. Why is it still here? I wonder if this has anything to do with the missing poster we posted earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, it's a fucking resort, which means they're definitely charging you for parking. So they're monitoring who's going in yeah, and the out. The most Wait. unrealistic part of this movie is that it's not open every day of the week. I mean, there's that. Wait, but also, th- there's a wanted poster. Is no one searching for the wanted guy? Not wanted, sorry, but like a um, missing missing poster, right? Like they would be searching for that guy. Like there would be people looking in this woods, right? They would not, because the person who puts a photo of a missing person in sunglasses on their missing person's photo <laughs> is not really looking to find that guy. Yeah, we're all looking for Ted Kaczynski. We get it. <laughs> but I am, I am thinking, like, okay, you you pay to park at the ski resort at the end of the night. All the cars are gone except yours. At some point, someone says, whose car is that? Right. Like, And these are college. These are college kids. Their parents would be freaking out. Yeah. Their friends would be freaking yeah. out. College is when you're like mo- one of the times you're most connected with other people or I mean, hopefully if you have a good support system. But I mean, like two days is a long time. Like my mom would have called the co- my mom did call the cops on me after like two days of not talking to her in college. <laughs> Maybe you guys need to have like better boundaries. No, no, no. My phone broke. This is going to age me. I told Kevin on Instant Messenger that my phone was broken and I can't go to the AT&T store till Monday. Please tell mom that my phone is broken. So Saturday night, we're watching Goonies in our dorm room with a big group of people. And I get a knock on the door with campus police and the resident director and the RA. And they're like, is Michael Randolph in here? And they're like, I'm like, yes. And they're like, your mother's looking for you. <laughs> did he just not tell her? He did not tell her. Oh, great. So all this is Kevin's fault, like normal. 100%. <laughs> younger brothers are so terrible. Hey, hey, no. Younger brothers are the best. I will say, at minimum, they would have towed that car yeah. out of the parking lot, at which point they would have probably looked up who the license plate is registered to, Yeah. which means it's either his parents' car, at which point they're going to call his parents, and then the manhunt starts, or it's his car, they're going to get no answer. And the manhunt starts. Either way, the manhunt man starts. starts. Yeah. yeah. Or if he's missing back home and somebody's reported it missing, it'll flag when they run his tag here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, no one would have reported them missing yet, but I would say by the time she makes it to day two, someone has noticed she is gone and somebody's found the car. So by the time we get to day two, someone should have been looking and they would have probably run the ski lift as part of the search. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, and this is me not knowing how ski lifts work. There's a lot of ice going on. Wouldn't you have to consistently run that lift to get rid of the ice? Ice isn't forming that ski lift like that. Yeah. That's another lie that this movie tells you about how ice forms. Snow would build up on it. Unless it's an ice storm, icicles would not form on your chair. You need water to make, you would need pure water to Mm -hmm. make icicles and stuff, right? Yeah. Dripping water. Yeah. So the only way that that would be possible, yeah, is if it snowed and then the snow, the the sun melted it and then then it froze again as the sun was melting it. But it does like those icicles, like they're like fucking six inches long. They form that night while they're on the snow lift the first night. I was like, what is happening? Like, this is insane. Anyway, so she wakes up, looks around and is trying to figure out what she's going to do. She's going to try and jump from the lift. So she does what he should have done where she shimmies her way out and is hanging to try and buy herself that extra distance. But as she does, the chair starts to fall. And at this point, I was like, get close to the ground and then jump because like that's going to save you. She does jump and makes it, but then the chair, like the lift, falls and traps her leg. 
injuring her leg. I don't think she breaks it, but it hurt, it hurts her pretty bad. Ski boots are actually like really hard. They're made of like a hard plastic yeah. typically. So it probably wouldn't have broken her leg, but it would have hurt bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she stands and kind of half walks, half slides down the mountain. I thought it was nuts that instead of going down like the part of the mountain that is like cleared for skiers, she just goes through the woods. Like just yeah. just like slide like you are most of the way like just slide down the ski park. Todd, her snowboard is down there. No, I know, but you see her like sliding on her belly, which you could do. I know, I know, but I'm like clip your feet in and board to the bottom. Oh you shit! Yeah, I stupid idiot. That's right, because Iceman took his board or. Right. No, I think Iceman took her board, right? No, Iceman took the boyfriend's That's board. That's right. It was yes. Dan's. You're right. Shit. Yeah. Why did she not take her own board? You never leave your board behind. That's a rookie move, Parker. Well, and <laughs> sure, her leg is hurt, but all she has to do is stay upright. Or Paige. Sit on it. She could just sit on it like Iceman does. Because she wasn't just attacked by wolves. She has yeah. time to relax. <laughs> he immediately sits on a snowboard and slides down like a child. This is the dumbest shit ever. It's so dumb. So she wanders past his like little blood trail, finds his body. Oh, and the wolves. And and the wolves. And then they just leave her to continue eating him, which I thought actually kind of made sense because if they're not hungry, they're not going to hunt her. Yeah, they're not going to go through the trouble of killing her if they're not going to eat her, right? Right, yeah, exactly. That made sense to me, sort of. Yeah, they go back to eating him. She continues to crawl away and rolls down the mountain and it was at this point that i remembered that dan had the keys to the locker which had all of their keys and phones in it so she yeah. couldn't even drive the car right which also if you're shutting down a ski resort are you not going to notice that one of the lockers is still locked yeah you would think that locker checks is it like a closed down procedure especially for like yeah if you're closed for days right right and I pictured them like, and because this was the case when I went snowboarding, the lockers at a theme park. Yeah. Where it's like you take the lock with you. And so if there's one missing at that point, they're like, who still has their key? What's in it? And then a master lock would have opened it. They would have found all of their phones and IDs and been like, oh, no. And the manhunt starts. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many points at which somebody would have started looking for them, I think. But anyway, that means that she can't even get the keys to the car. She just has to go down to the highway and wave somebody down. The first car passes her. She basically passes out next to the highway. And another car, thankfully, does not run over her. <laughs> it gets close, though. Gets close, yeah. though. And they pick her up. And we overhear the 911 call of like, no, she was just laying in the road. I'm taking her to you now. You're yeah. going to be okay. And she hears Dan's voice, the you're going to be okay. Yeah. And then again, black screen white font times new roman frozen, frozen. yeah and that's, that's the, the movie. movie so having seen the movie having talked about the movie what do you guys think about the 2010 frozen i respect the concept i like yeah. the premise they definitely do a good job of building dread that wolf attack that initial wolf attack scene scary as shit yeah and i almost feel like they started with that scene and we're like we've hit gold and then tried to build a movie around it and that's where it fails yeah. because there's nothing scarier than that scene after it or before it that is the most terrifying thing in this movie yep. but it is like it'll keep you up yeah <laughs> yeah it's scary like so for me as a movie like as a horror movie i think it's effective but yeah. Yeah. They ultimately do sort of 
everything wrong as as like from like a filmmaking standpoint like the story is not i think well researched maybe i don't know exactly how they came up with like the wires are sharp or whatever yeah and a lot of like the ski lift facts were just like wrong and so like if you've yeah. ever been skiing you're like oh this is crazy that this is even happening like why this would never happen right. but also it's still really effective like it i did not like it yeah. it was scary it got me it's not like the scariest thing ever but it's definitely mm-hmm. not like a one for me, you know? So I think it's an effective yeah. horror movie. I just don't think it's a great horror movie. I think it's a good horror movie. I, I agree with both of your sentiments. I think it's uh, I think it's one of those horror movies which is really fun to watch with people and talk about just because the concept's pretty terrifying and the execution's pretty good. But then when you start discussing it and unpacking it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I would say it's more fun to talk about than it is to watch because it's a lot of watching people that you don't like talk. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's it's the before sunset of movies where it's just like so many conversations, just conversation wow. after conversation I after feel conversation. By that so much because I made you watch that for Romance in the Pod, and I realized how bad that movie was. I think because of Attack of the Wolves, it's more of like a reality bites. Yeah, <laughs> because biting because wolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, how much better would have Before Sunrise been if? Ethan Hawke just gets killed halfway through it by wolves. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That would have absolutely made it better. But the only <laughs> thing that would have made it better than that is if we actually got to see, see that play about cow. that political cow. Yes, yes. I agree. <laughs> that We saw that movie like a year ago and you still remember that. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Um, I do. I, I have a handful of fun facts. Well, hit it with your fun facts. Frozen, Frozen fun, fun facts. facts. So Adina Menzel actually sang this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fun facts. So this film was shot entirely practically, no soundstage, no green screen. Oh, I'm sure no, not. Yeah. No CGI. Yeah. So that's cool. They were uh, 50 feet in the air on the side of a real mountain in Utah. So if you're wondering how far he would have had to jump, 50 feet. Okay. I mean, that checks yep. out. We were saying 40, so that's pretty close. Yep. Uh, the director and DP shot everything themselves as the camera crew was too nervous to dangle because they have to basically, to get the shots of the chairlift moving, they had to like carabiner onto the, the, the poles wire. and basically be suspended. Yeah. To shoot the whole movie. Sean Ashmar, a.k.a. Iceman, and Kevin Zegers are real-life best friends. Oh, really? Oh, cool. That's Honestly, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the director uses almost the entire same crew for almost every project he does. Oh, cool. And bases a lot of his projects on whether or not he can get his crew together. Um, wow. The man, yeah, which is unusual. Yeah, that's super interesting. I love that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the man on the missing poster in the lodge is his normal DP who couldn't shoot this movie because he had already booked work on Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, wow. Okay. And so the poster is meant to be a shout out and also kind of like an in-joke on him for missing the shoot. (laughs) That's great. Yep. Uh, The director, Adam Green, is terrified of heights. What? Which explains a lot of this movie, I think. A lot of this movie is a fear of heights. So I hate heights. I hate. I mean, I, I hate do. heights too. But did he? Was he one of the ones that was dangling, or did he just yep. let his DP do that? Okay, so yeah, like that's nuts. Good for him. Like you'd have to overcome a lot of shit to do that. Fuck. Yep. Uh, the wolves were only on set for four days. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that, that checks sense. out. Yeah. Um. So at Sundance, where this movie screened, uh, there was like a Q and A, and Adam, the director told a story about where they shot is supposedly haunted by someone who had completed suicide. Oh, wow. In that spot a year before. Oh, 
And then during the Q&A, an audience member basically stood up and was like, that story is true. I actually knew that person. What? Yes. On Chair 92. Uh, So... In the movie, Chair 92 actually comes by and there's a hole in the seat. What? Yes, to commemorate that person. And then Chair 75 is the one they used for the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. But they could only afford to light the first four chairlift towers. So those are the ones that we see shut off. There's only four lights, but apparently it's a much larger chairlift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um the the director while filming this because they're up on that lift so they can't just get up and get down whenever they need to uh chose not to go to the bath like he basically chose to hold it as long as the a- actors and actresses did because they also couldn't get off the lift. Yeah. So he basically was like I'm not getting down like if if you can't get down I can't get down. Right. Basically. But prior to the filming of the movie he had never set foot on a ski resort in his life. Oh wow. That Hilarious. makes sense cuz he probably wrote this before it he shows. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Because he probably wrote this before he went to go film it, right? Because that would explain why he has no idea how ski resorts work at all. Right, 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 right. So this is actually filmed at Snow Basin Ski Resort in Ogden, Utah, uh, which is the stand-in for the fictitious Vermont mountain Holliston. Mount Holliston is the mountain in the movie. They filmed it in Utah. Uh, And every character in the film is named after one of the director's best friends. And... Twisted Sisters D. Snyder is the voice from the top of the mountain who announces that the last oh. chair is through. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. And in part, it's because D's son, Cody, was the director's assistant on the movie. And he cameos in the lodge wearing a Twisted Sister t-shirt. His son does. That is nuts. Those are your fun facts. That explains, though, why when that guy is like, hey, there are three more coming up, he was he responds with, well, we're not gonna, gonna take them. Well, <laughs> no, we ain't gonna, gonna take them. That's amazing. I love Thanks it. those fun facts. Yeah, those are amazing fun facts. Let's talk some box office. So I actually don't have the budget for it. I could not find the budget anywhere except for it said it was low budget which i get that makes sense although i do think it looks good like i'm not it looks good for low budget yeah i'm not upset with how it looked even the practical effects i thought were passable right i think the legs mikey is right they didn't look amazing but they they're passable right Mm -hmm. yeah so this movie came out february 5th 2010 it was 33 the weekend it came out it was beat by movies like dear john was number one that week Avatar was number two that week. From Paris with Love was number three that week. Edge of Darkness was number four. And The Tooth Fairy, which I think features The Rock, was number five. Yeah, was number five that week. This was 33rd. So there's a lot of other movies in between there. But Mm -hmm. it was only in 106 theaters. Whereas that's not a lot. No. Yeah. I mean, where Avatar was in legit 3000 theaters. So. I mean, it's not in a lot of theaters, but what do you think it made in its opening weekend? And again, that was February 5th, 2010. Only in a hundred theaters. I'm going to say 106. I'm going to say this made 150, 150 grand. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to say 250. Okay. Uh, Paige is a little bit closer. She's at 150 and it was actually 131. Okay. So uh, $131,000. So Paige was closer. It was in the theaters for another seven weeks. But it never got into more theaters. In fact, it went from 106 in its first weekend to 18 its next weekend. Oh, geez. Yeah. So what do you think it made domestically 
total for its total box office total i'm gonna say it makes 300 okay i'm gonna go with page yeah okay so it actually made two hundred and forty six thousand dollars okay domestically now internationally is a very different story so its international box office total was 48.2 million dollars whoa what? what yeah wait where okay. uh, did where did this screen canada uh, i honestly don't know i don't have the information on it but i'm looking at the numbers.com which is like the yeah. website i use to find this information so it made 48 million dollars internationally 48.2 specifically it doesn't give me the breakdown by country but Still, that's a significant amount of money. And let's let's break this down. You've got no real names in in this movie. I mean, you've got Sean Ashmore who had done X Men, and Kevin Zegers had done other stuff in Canada, but like, but no, like tier. Yeah, there's like no like A-tier. Brad Pitt in this movie. Right. Yeah. So your your actors are not costing you a lot of money. All the effects are practical. It's shot on location at a ski resort, which you could probably you know re- like reserve on off days. Yeah. Or whatever. This movie probably didn't cost a lot to make. I wouldn't value this at more than maybe five million. Oh, I was going to say five million tops, like yeah. one to five million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. But and then it went on to make another four point seven million in domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. So this made over 50 wow. million dollars, which is a Good lot for, for like a low budget movie. Yeah, they made money on. Yeah. This movie. And I mean, this guy, Adam Green, has gone on to do a ton of stuff. And honestly, had done a ton of stuff before this. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he's a very successful sort of what i'll say like a low budget director Hmm. you know right writer director i should say there are things i don't like about this movie but overall it works and it is effective as a horror movie yeah no i think it is too i think it's very effective as a horror movie yeah but that is your box office so mike you want to hit him with that scary scale yeah the scary scale listeners is a scale one to ten of how scary we found the film today not a scale of quality just a scale scale of how scary we were uh, one example is Ghostbusters, and ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige? I'm going to give this a four. If things had escalated further after the initial wolf attack, this would have been a five or a six for me. Yeah. I'm giving it a four for that scene alone, yeah. basically. So that's actually my same score. I was going to give it a four as well, because it is very tense the whole time. There are no jump scares, and that's what really kicks it up to like high mm-hmm. numbers for me. But I was creeped out every time something was actually happening like a mm-hmm. lot of this is like boring conversation like you don't have an Abraham lincoln conversation they're right. all like oh, how i met my missing. best friend i know right but like other than those sort of boring conversations it was a very tense movie so i'm gonna yeah. give it a four so four is what i gave it when i first saw it i think that makes sense okay. like, oh that was so creepy it was good but yeah yeah rewatching it i'm gonna give it a one that makes sense because okay. on a rewatch sense. you know what's gonna happen you're prepared for it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that checks out this week the listeners made us watch Frozen, what are you guys making us watch next week? So we were going to do Antlers for the last week, and we're still going to do Antlers. We're just pushing it back another week so that it can be on demand and people can watch it from home if they want to. So first week of January is going to be Antlers, so you should still watch it. In the interim, we are going to be doing 1990s Deadly Games. Which was in the listener request, and I think Mikey saw that and was like, oh, hell yeah, we have to do that movie anyway. So we are going to end up doing that movie, because we had to call it Audible because Antlers was not available when we thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, we were hoping it was going to be available sooner. So 
this upcoming week, Deadly Games, the week after Antlers. Excellent. All right. So your homework for next week is to watch Deadly Games and then Antlers. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be prepared for what's coming up next on The Horror Virgin. Eat yes. yourself a big old Eggs per Ham Lincoln and uh, make it happen. Honestly, Paige, the most fun we had making the Eggs per Ham Lincoln was cutting out like the little like things in the sausage to make them to like, make a, to li- make, like, like the a Lincoln, Lincoln log. log. That's yeah. so fun. It was so fun, man. I loved it so much. I was going to ask if you actually built the cabin and oh, now I have even more respect for you than before. Did you make bacon shingles for the roof? Paige, it had a bacon roof. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Yes. But and also the pancake mix, log house pancake mix. Yes. Oh, you had yeah. to do it. He was born in a log cabin, guys. I'm proud to be an American <laughs> where I can get mm-hmm. diabetes. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> All right. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us? Yeah, today? I have a review. I have a review. Excellent. So whose review are you going to read this week? Bacon and Meg's 1107. Oh, my oh, God. I love that yes. name. Oh, I love it. Well, what does Bacon and Meg's 1107 have to say? Uh, they say, oh, my Lanta, I love you guys. Oh, I love Aww. you, too. Working in a hospital the last year and some change Ooh. has been less than desirable, as I'm sure you know. I'm Girl, sure, yeah. You're speaking yeah. my burnout language. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no matter what my day throws at me, I know I have you three waiting for in my car to help me decompress on the drive home, Aww. which is an so extra sweet. service we provide, but it's very expensive. Mm. <laughs> that's like a, that's the FU level on Patreon. That's where we call you on your commute and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> your banter. <laughs> yes. Your banter and witty comebacks. Keep me thoroughly entertained on my commutes from horror movies to rom-coms. Oh, they listen to Remet in the pod. Yes. Nice. Page thinking shock is what really kills everyone in death scenes. <laughs> I did know Paige, you do say that a lot. I think that's very funny. But honestly, you're it's probably also right. true. Um <laughs> I don't know. She's a medical professional, Paige. Maybe she'd know. I mean, but also Paige did her own research, all right? Well, most of the time when I'm when I'm saying it, someone is mortally wounded. That is true, yeah. Um, like like Kevin Zager's would have also died of shock if the wolves did not get him or also exposure to the elements or bleeding out. I don't know, man. After I saw 127 hours, I have like way higher standards for people. Mm, Yeah, do better people who die of shock. I'm like, climb your ass to that snowboard and slide on your belly down the fucking mountain. (laughs) Come on. Or cut your legs off and throw them at the wolves. (laughs) (laughs) You stupid snowflakes. Survival of the fittest, man. If you can. Yeah. Survival of the people who remember that they have a fucking snowboard to get down a mountain. Or pockets. pockets. All right. Is that the end of the review? No. Okay. (laughs) Mikey unpacking his commitment issues. Oh, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I've. I'm not going to raise my voice. Oh, yeah. I've gotten a lot better. (laughs) Are you saying you're committing to being quiet? (laughs) (laughs) I bet he doesn't commit to a page. (laughs) I'll do my best. Uh, Or Todd using inappropriate volume levels with an energy I only wish I could possess. Wow. That also doesn't sound like a compliment. Yeah. These are not compliments. These are backhanded (laughs) compliments, which I guess, okay. I mean, even Paige's wasn't a compliment. Like, I think she. No, it wasn't. It was just like. I mean, I'm less worried about shock now. (laughs) Yeah. You are my favorite, and thank you for everything, heart emoji. But does that make up for what you said? No. (laughs) <laughs> it, is it only one heart emoji? Because that doesn't. Three or four, That's maybe. One heart emoji. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah, need so. a peach and the water squirts to really resolve <laughs> this for me. Uh, Paige took it to a sexual place. I wasn't going to go yeah, there. Yeah, she Bacon did. Bacon and she Meg, did. thank you so much for the awesome five-star review. And thank you for the hard work that you do. Even though, from what I understand, burnout in the medical space is like a complete myth. Like, there's no evidence to suggest. I was doing my own <laughs> research on it. And burnout doesn't, like, doesn't happen or whatever. Oh yeah, most of those people yeah. actually die of shock. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but they're going to mark it as COVID. I'm going to have to cut most of those, I think. <laughs> uh, no, keep it. Keep it. <laughs> so, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Page is at Page Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to Patreon.com slash Horror Virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. Or his OnlyFans, which really should just be called Only Feet <laughs> because that's what you get. But guys... <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because I don't know how to work my camera phone. <laughs> he doesn't know how to hit the front-facing <laughs> camera button, so it's always just a picture of his feet. Anyway, guys, if you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. We're closing in on 1,600 members. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. And literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick B. Nick B. Fun fact. Oh, yeah? What's yours? Uh, He's pissed himself on a chairlift before. (laughs) But because he's British, he was just drinking. He was getting pissed. No, no, no. Because he's British, it flowed off the backside of the chairlift instead of the front side. Because they drive on the wrong side. Oh, okay. They drive on the other side of the road. Okay. Well, that's a mean prank to play on all the people who were skiing below you, Nick B. But honestly, I'm here for it. Yeah. Do you guys feel that warm rain? So this episode was also brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Tia's teenager is lurking in the woods, waiting to murder people, and then stage it like a, a wolf attack. Ooh, wow. good yeah. call. Yeah, I was going to say she was dating a guy who gets really angry when someone helps her with ski equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I think yours might be better, but I'm going to leave both of them in and let the listeners decide. She was dating a guy, but he made a weird face in the cafeteria and now they're broken up. (laughs) This episode also brought to you by Brandon's Bug Business. And Brandon's Bug Business is actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you have any needs for spider, scorpion, centipede, millipede, or any other pee that has the need for speed, go to Bug Cage Company on Facebook and Brandon will ship you some bugs. Speaking of bugs... You know what we need to watch? A spider video. So this video is entitled, The World's Most Aggressive and Huge Spider Attacks. 
Oh, jeez. Yes. Paige, you were uncommonly excited you know about what? this. I, I actually do occasionally watch spider videos because I think it's better oh. to know your enemy. <laughs> and study the enemy. But in, when encountering them in real life is when I struggle. Well, here we go. What is that? It looks dead. Oh! Oh, it, it is, is not. Those... It's small. I think it's small. I think it's small. This is a zoomed in uh, video. No, no, no. no that's, that's a huntsman. That's a big ass spider, dude. That is, oh, yeah. no. That's a banded huntsman. That's a huge ass spider. How do you know that? Oh, my God. I'm telling you, keep your enemies close. Dude, I don't. Oh, my God. Like, his arms are up and he's like attacking this. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to see. I just need some something for you scale. You need scale? On this. Well, yeah. I know what kind of spider it God, is and they're that is big. huge. Yeah. That is a huge spider. Oh, that's a shoe. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay, you go. okay, okay. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, huge. That's, that's a huge spider. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate it. All right. Oof, was that guy wearing socks with sandals? <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> Most unrealistic part is some woman screaming she loves him while he's got socks with sandals on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've also never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're lying. Well, I have to cover my feet when I'm in public. Well, yeah, yeah, you don't want people you have to, to protect vomit. the sidewalks and the pavement. <laughs> you don't want to scratch up the parquet floors. <laughs> well, that spider attack video was brought to you by Jonathan, who was also a patron. Jonathan, we love you. Thank you so much for making us watch these honestly terrible, horrible things. This episode also brought to you by Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones Netflix Marvel TV show and... Agent Carter. Yay. So check out that on any of your podcast apps, that being Kissing Jessica Jones. Yes. We now return you to another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. I don't feel good today, so this one's going to be not as good as normally. I find that hard to believe. Also, people are freaking the fuck out in the Discord, and now I'm kind of loving it. Oh, are they? I love Discord. (laughs) So in the bunker, um, Isaac... And ate Dave's leg last week. It's grown back. Right. And uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Most evil Matthew comes into the be like, "Where's the virus?" Him and Dreskel uh, about because he's Chippendale. Like, "Where's the virus? We want to destroy the world." And then Isaac uh, he throws a vial on Dreskel, and it was acid, and it melts the knees <laughs> off the robot, and it falls, and it's like, "Jeez, <laughs> holy shit!" That escalated quickly. And then he picks up Dave and hits. Most evil Matthew with it. And then he runs over to Danielle, who has been with him for some reason, and was like, look, Danielle. (laughs) For some reason. They've captured some of the surviving moon people, and they are torturing them for their moon juice. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Which is what moon people call blood. What is this? Jupiter ascending? Oh, oh, with that rollerblading werewolf. I did oh not my God. see that, but <laughs> it's terrible. Everyone should see it. It is like <laughs> A-list movie stars in a terrible property, and I love it. Oh, yes. And so Danielle opens it and sees all the people, the torturing of the moon people, and she starts crying, and uh, Isaac grabs Dave and starts uh, hitting the him with the door. Hitting the door with him. Yeah. And then he breaks the door open and then grab Dave's limp body, who's dead, and takes him with him as he runs out into the Antarctic cold. Well, yeah, because Dave's a snack for Isaac because Isaac eats people. Yeah. Yeah. And Isaac is like, I'm not a bad guy if I just eat Dave over and over again because he doesn't die. Sure. He's a fine young cannibal and he cares about the (laughs) beliefs and feelings of others. It's really like the trolley car exercise where you know he's not eating other people if he keeps eating dave i mean yeah 
I honestly think that checks out. Yeah. I mean, as long as Dave consented, I'm fine with it. Right. As Isaac's out there, Domasaurus's spaceship lands, and Amy's flying it. Domasaurus and Karun are back in Chicago, a very insignificant city in America. <laughs> if it wasn't for Garrett's popcorn, there'd be no reason to go there. Right. Right. No seafood. They're guarding their <laughs> egg over there. Oh, they have an egg? Yeah. They, they don't want to get involved in fighting because they have an egg that they need to... You know, get, get are they balancing it on their feet? Uh huh. So Kate flies out like an X Men out of the ship. Amy was driving it, and Eddie comes out with a manatee. I guess <laughs> every time he's forced to talk about a manatee, he's pissed at you, Paige. Ah, uh, well, you shouldn't ask me for suggestions. <laughs> so Sasha runs out, and Isaac's like, "Look, I'm not going to make the virus. I need help." And then she's like, "Come on, get in the ship." And um, Scott, the thing jumps down he's like his shoulder now talks for him because he's like this fucking shoulder thing sucks so wes <laughs> is like hey we won't kill you if you like are chill or whatever that sounds like a west thing to say yeah mm-hmm. and scott's like god mm-hmm. i hate this so much he's like the most <laughs> cursed so anyway dresco pushes a button and all these terminator robots rise up out of the ice what to kill them yeah i feel like what? this is a loosely dead snow based Mm. They're robots, though. They're not Nazis. Oh like, yeah, it's not a robots. direct ripoff. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, we wouldn't get sued, but like, <laughs> well, that's where the the threshold lies. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with it as long as we don't get sued. Yeah. So Scott starts fighting them. Eddie calls his manatees to help, but they're stuck in the water. Page. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You asked for a suggestion like this was some fucking Mad, Mad Libs. Yeah. You can't be mad about the suggestions I give you. Okay, so manatee libs. The manatees are also helping by flipping pieces of ice out of the water and hitting <laughs> the terminators with it. They're like catapults, like they're like yes, no, trebuchets, really. fire, yeah, trebuchets. That's a good one. Yeah, fire. Yeah. They're like shooting like large pieces of ice. Except they don't speak English. They just like. Well, the only one who can speak manatee is Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Eddie speaks manatee. Yeah, mm. and that's the end of the episode. I think. Oh wow! So we have to find out next week if the manatees are good at throwing ice with, I assume, their fins. Mm. But find out next mm. week if they are on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey, and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. And keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have an amazing Christmas week. Yeah. Christmassy week. I mean, it's December, so absolutely Christmassy yeah. week. Yeah. Have some good Christmassy times. Yeah. Happy Krampusnacht. Good for you. <laughs> Bye. Krampus nerds. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs>